0: and welcome to the Pink Sheep Tales podcast. Pink Sheep Tales? What's this all about, I hear you ask? Well, the name is based on the old saying, black sheep of the family, and tales, T-A-L-E-S, is a play on words because we'll be hearing people's life stories. So through this podcast, I'm so excited to be able to share these remarkable stories from inspirational children and adults with you. These everyday people are building amazing businesses, excelling in their careers, exceptional in their industries, choosing unique career paths, and all in the name of living their best life. My goal is to encourage listeners to follow their passions and be inspired by our pink sheep who have and are doing just that. So let's do it. Let's open the gate and hear this week's pink sheep tale. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's Pink Sheep Tale. Today, or tonight actually, we're at the State Library doing the interview outside in this beautiful surround. So I have with me Peter from Black Rabbit Espresso. And we've just recorded the um, podcast for Let's Talk Tiny Houses. And um, that's where we're discussing the real ins and outs of your business with regards to the van because you have a tiny business. I do. You do. You do. Yeah. So um, everyone can pop over to the Let's Talk Tiny Houses podcast and hear about all the specifics of the van, um, how you built the van, who helped you with the van, uh, all that information. So great. But with Pink Sheep Tales, we really want to get to know Peter. So what I like to do with my guests is start with where you are at the moment. Um, so your business and yourself, just a little description for the listeners to start with.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Please. So, um, the business is, uh, basically a year and a half in, um, you know, I'm, you know, I'm loving it. It's, uh, it's been, it some great challenges, um, having had no business background, probably, you know, running my own business. Um, so, you know, I was a bit Apprehensive, a bit nervous that I was—I uh, was actually knew what uh, what had to be done, and, and did I have the uh, was I made of the right fabric to be um, uh, a businessman or owner of, of a business? But yeah, the business is going really well. Really happy with how things are going, and um, I've got some wonderful staff that um, very dedicated. Um, again, we're you know we're a little uh, a little tiny business uh, mm-hmm. running out of a caravan, so. Yeah, you know, we have to be a happy little family, um, and uh, yeah, so from that side, um, you know, uh, progress is still young, I suppose, as a business, so still expecting probably another six months to really get to hit that two year mark where you start to feel a, a bit of stability and feel like you understand, you know, how this type of business you know fluctuates. Mm-hmm. Um, so for myself, I suppose, you know, I'm a father, I'm a husband. I uh, spent, you know, nearly late 40s that, that's currently and, uh, you know, um, spent a good portion of that, um, you know, uh, working uh, as in electronics and then in uh, home entertainment. So the uh, previous job before going into coffee was um, for a home entertainment company where I managed a creative services, so editors, uh, designers, um, you know we you know had a marketing division so I worked with, uh, with marketing guys so that sort of I learned uh, a fair bit about you know elements of uh, design and how I wanted things to look mm-hmm. and a bit, bit about branding and we talked you know in the previous one uh, you know, um, about you know how my business started and and how I used those skills mm-hmm. to, to get that one started well, opportunity sort of and things change in your life, um, you, know, you know, sort of, as I mentioned, nearly, you know, late 40s. Mm-hmm. hate to use the 50 word yeah, <laughs> but getting close. Then don't use it. No, So, um, you know, probably for the last, you know, like two or three years prior to early 2017, which is when I transitioned from the job that I was doing, uh, I'd had, you know, a bit of, you know, um, I've not a midlife crisis, but I'd say thinking about what you know—is this the job that I'm doing now, and and the industry that I'm in? I knew it was a bit unstable. You know, technology is changing, and 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 it was starting to feel the effects of that. And I thought, well, its coffee is something that I thought about, um, and I really, obviously, from enjoying it as a as a drink, I was also very interested in sort of the the path of the miles uh, from its you know growth, what parts of the world it came from, how that, the flavour of it was affected by these locations and altitude, and then through to the roasting side of it. Um, and that was principally where you know, I sort of got interested. And then I was lucky enough to um, have uh, a couple of mates that basically were quite successful in, in different facets of hospitality and business, one of them in coffee and one of them that have been involved with roasting and, and creating some beautiful blends. And the one that uh, is, you know, that we have our, our house one, now is uh, as a blend that he developed for us. So we've, uh, you know, we've got exclusive on that. Um, so that hence it's called Black Rabbit or it's called actually Black Betty, the name of the blend. Um, but we've, uh, we use that less now that we uh, don't have um, other competing blends. To work, you know, alongside, so we've just got the one now, so mm-hmm. we tend not to refer to it by its 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 name as much. But yeah, these uh, couple of guys are my that, that you know that have been mentors and um, have sort of nursed me from being a, an a, an employee to being in a you know um, an employer, mm. you know, starting off as a sole trader um, and operating just a you know a very basic business, to um, looking at, you know, as it's gotten bigger and, and, and transitioning to a company and then, you know, employing staff and, you know, working out how the business can grow from that side. So yeah. my challenge is an old dog and teaching him some new tricks and, <laughs> and and my friends have done, you know, that have helped me along the way and, and I've you know, the key thing, I suppose, for anyone get, looking at a business, you have to believe in it. You have to yeah. believe in what you're doing. If you're in it and it's about a bark, then good luck to you. You can probably do it. But I think you know most people that I know, uh, their success has come because of their passion for you know that particular product and mm-hmm. being in uh, in that industry. So know, um, yeah, that was the starter for me. That the, the interest in it and then having surrounded myself with people that are very positive. It's There's a always huge be someone, help. Yeah, so be, you'll always have someone that'll go, oh, mate, what are you doing that for, you know? yeah, you, know, you haven't done this before. It's a bit risky in that. And I did mention earlier on that, you know, it's, it wasn't really the platform that I was waiting for to happen. It just happened. But, you know, at this period of my life, financially, we were, you know, Myself and the family were, were comfortable, we were okay. We didn't have to have, you know, no major money stresses or anything like that. So as I transitioned, I had that freedom mm-hmm. to be able to do something that could have some risk in it without it potentially impacting. And I know that's not always going to be the case in different, you know, courses for different people, mm-hmm. but for me that was the case. But it, it was important still for me to be surrounded by people that were only ever interested in supporting me and anyone that wasn't you have to remove yourself separate Mm. yourself Mm. because you will get doubt in your head and doubt stays you know when you first start a business a year two years Mm. down the track you can still be questioning have I done the right thing if your measure of success is is you know not you know it's a lot higher than Than where you currently are, but you just have to stay positive and keep those people that are around you giving you that positive sort of feedback.
0: Oh, definitely, definitely. Uh, Sometimes the the doubters can make you even believe in yourself and your idea more because you can sort of see a flaw in their doubt or that it's just an idea that they sort of can't see for themselves, and it's a struggle for them to comprehend doing something like that, but you can sort of go yeah but i am um, i see it you know i've got so these people around me who are positive they they're successful they know what you're, they're talking about and they're believing in me i'm i'm okay yeah. i'm going to keep going
1: yeah yeah Well, look yeah you know, and that's right i mean yeah you, know, um, you do need to you know not cocoon yourself with just the positive having those people you know uh, that are both questioning you know what you're doing and having people that are very supportive you need to make sure that yeah you are getting the right balance um because sometimes you know the support can be positive but it's it's positive because they're just wanting success for you but the reality is that they might not be might not be a foundation of of good business sense yeah but that's where i think you know when i, I suppose surrounding yourself with positives great having Mentors having mm-hmm. people that have been successful, um, you know, that can can see you know your business in its basic sort of you know form and go that's you know that's sound. And now, what do you want it to be? Mm-hmm. And 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 work with you to achieve what you want it to be instead of going oh well, this is how you should do it, you know, blah 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 blah, mm-hmm. and then you going well, that's not the way that I wanted to do it you know mm. and then you doubt yourself maybe if you've got someone like that whereas if you've got someone that goes okay well tell me what you think and this is how we'll then work to ch- together to try and get you to that point
0: oh sounds like you have really you, yeah Excellent. really great mentors and friends yeah. it's so so important and supportive family too Absolutely. which is another major major contribution to success yes,
1: very true that's yeah
0: really really good so now we know about peter and black rabbit espresso how we're the last um year and a half how your life's changed if we look back um to peter at school so what i like to do is sort of go back um because i interview children and adults and just seeing um like maybe the kids can listen and sort of go oh yeah I, you know i had those interests or i didn't have those interests and you can still go along and you know create the life you want, or oh, I see myself really like Peter and sort of get um, uh, encouragement and uh, a little bit of enthusiasm from listening to that. So, if we go back to Peter at school, how, how did you like school?
1: Yeah, I I, I really enjoyed school. I wasn't uh, I wasn't a fantastic academic, right? any you know stretch of the imagination, I you know I I probably really enjoyed the social side of uh of school so there's definitely you know uh being in hospitality mm-hmm. now sort of works well with that but um no i was uh, probably things like um uh you know arts um, woodworking very manual labor sort of you know um you know uh,
0: hands-on classes.
1: hands-on mm-hmm. was where i found myself most comfortable um, I enjoyed things like photography as well, so it, that was probably something that um, you know. When I finished school, I was sort of quite interested in getting into the film industry and into television and into that side of it. Um, it just yeah, things just didn't pan out, and I you know um, I, I took another path, but that that uh, that was probably you know the things that I really enjoyed manual arts um making things being Mm -hmm. creative
0: and so your desire with um film you said you took another path what was the path you saw with the the film industry
1: i think the film industry i just found that uh, you know well that you it was again an art that uh, like a lot of other arts a difficult road like you know very few opportunities in it you really had to know someone to try and get a foot in the door and I, and I think at that stage, it, I wasn't um, either committed enough or I didn't know people that could help me go that, down that path. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, as I said, I, I did like that, that manual arts. I did like working with my hands and, and hence I had an interest in music and electronics. So I, I actually went into electronics and uh, into the repair side of the um, of, uh, electronics industry. So repairing TVs and VCRs back in the old days before
0: mm-hmm. no, golly. DVD players, yes. so
1: you know, and a, beta? Uh, a <laughs> and a VHS. So that was that was yeah, that was uh, the trade that I did—a radio and TV mechanic—and uh, and then a bit of a not a crossover into into the film industry, but. I did work a bit uh, in what was called the post-production side, but, you know, in, in uh, video content, and hence you know, which was sort of as I the last twenty-five years ended up you know doing that style of um, you know industry and the creative service and home entertainment side. Um, so that was you know, a little bit closer. Then fixing stuff to the TV and film industry, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, then that was yeah, you know, that was that was good fun. But that was uh,
0: so. Was that from school? school. until um, uh, a year and a half ago.
1: Uh yeah. Same, it was. That is, yeah. Well, wow. each, each one it was um, uh, other than a short stint overseas. Oh, where I, did you go? Uh, to Europe for twelve months, and that was um, that was sort of. Back uh, in 1994, 95, so I finished my apprenticeship in uh, 1993, um, a year as a in, in the trade, and then when I've ceased, and then when I came back, that's when I sort of went into what's sort of like a, a post-production or duplication uh, company. When the old days with VHS, mm-hmm. they would duplicate the VHS tapes on mass. To sell you know in stores or for rental mm-hmm. um, and for other commercial you know, um, uses and the company that, uh, that I started with there as um, the head technician so looking after you know their equipment and through that I you know got a bit involved with some editing of vision and sound editing. Mm-hmm. And then that company was acquired by another business, and I moved on to that business, which was then acquired by another business, oh, and wow. moved on. to going from VHS and then watching VHS disappear, and into DVD and DVD authoring and doing, um, you know, uh, animated design and and um, editing and then creating, you know, um, you know, audio music and and sound beds for commercials and because we did a lot of our own little, um, you know, production stuff for advertising, you know, on television. So yeah, So I I got close to where I'd envisaged starting, uh, you know, when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, I got to the point where I suppose I outgrew an industry that, you know, was a little bit on the decline. There was probably other options to go other places, but I sort of decided, you know, like I said, I was at a, a... a, a step-off point which allowed me to you know follow another passion mm-hmm. that i'd sort of had you know stirring away for two or three years oh, before that
0: that was my next question had did you i call it the boss gene had you um so for myself my parents had their own businesses and i grew up thinking oh what will my business be like that was always my mindset that i would have my own business that's what you do um it had you envisaged yourself owning your own business?
1: No, I, I didn't. I, I, I've been exposed to a lot of people, friends who have, um, you know, are their own, you know, have their own businesses, they're their own bosses. Um, but both my parents uh, were, um, you know, uh, employees, and you know, I, yeah, didn't really have the boss gene, I suppose, from from when I was young. And um, even now, I really don't have it, which is uh, a bit of a double-edged sword to, you know, when you're trying to um, manage, you know, staff, which the management of staff was one thing, uh, which I was doing, yeah, when I worked for the creative services. Um, Then I sort of learned some, you know, skills on, on how to deal with that. But I've never been able to find that sweet point of being the boss i'm more the buddy than the boss which uh, has its own issues but um yeah look i no, there was no no desire to, to to ever really be you know uh the leader i suppose what comes from going down the path and doing what i'm doing is you are you you now are making decisions that you need to live with that are going to affect your business Um, and you can get feedback from people or you can just go, no, it's my way, it's my business and I'm just going to do it that way. Mm. I tend to listen to people and Mm. try and and get feedback from them because that side of it, I think, you know, I'm still learning.
0: Mm. We're all learning, all the time, all the time, I think, yeah. So we've left school and we've done an
1: apprenticeship. Apprenticeship.
0: And then we've gone overseas. Yeah. Was that backpacking, or were you over there for a particular job,
1: or no, just backpacking? Oh, yeah, so. my both my parents are from overseas. Um, it was sort of, I suppose that was one thing that was in the blood, and uh, all of my siblings uh, have travelled and you know for extended periods of time. So never been quite the go for two weeks sort of family. When we go, we tend to go for a year. A year seems like a short one compared to some of my my siblings that two, three years, you know, um, yeah. overseas even longer. Um, so yeah, that was uh, that was uh, a, a great adventure. I was uh, I was single. I was sort of not at a, any sort of you know crossroads, but I knew that I always had this desire to travel, and and you know. I felt abnormally old for a traveller compared to a lot of people because I obviously finished school, let's have a gap year, go travelling and then go to university, whereas I'd done an apprenticeship, I had, you know, a trade under my belt and I was like, right, well, I've got money, now's probably the right time to go. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, so.
0: perfect. So um, when did you meet your wife?
1: So I met my wife uh, in the late 90s, 1999, and uh, very close to her birthday, um, in around October. And um, yeah, we, uh, you know, it was it was friends through a friend. Um, it was a girl that I had, you know, I'd met her, I'd met her maybe twice before that, but not as a one on one introduction, you know, as part of a bigger group. Um and then yeah, we just uh we you know came together with uh you know some mutual friends sort of um, not that they were trying to set us up or anything. We were just there but just in a in a smaller group. And um yeah from there we uh you know it was leading up to obviously New Year's Eve two thousand. So yeah. and that was going to be the New Year's Eve of all New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. and potentially the end of the world, mm-hmm. and so there was uh, you know, the, the 2KY bug, so we decided, uh, and it was even organised prior to, to meeting my, my wife Jane, was um, that uh, we would uh, go overseas and go to a time zone that was going to be one of the first, so we went to Fiji. Oh, and that exactly. was uh and i already had tickets lined up and and a couple of others and then we had someone drop out and then i was able to go hey Jane, the early days i know but we're going over to fiji for a week at uh, for, for new z 2000 and uh she 1999 2000 and she was like yeah that's wonderful so yeah it's that's so uh, that's sort of you know where uh where it started and then today two beautiful children the oldest one's uh my daughter who's uh in grade 10 and the youngest one's my son and he's in grade 8 um you know lovely kids at the same time yeah i'm sure the gray hairs and a few other things have uh are a result of uh, (laughs) of having to deal with them but you know no, oh, it's been boy. a wonderful journey, and uh, like you said, support a family. Mm. You know, um, you know, I'll, the kids will probably get more involved with the business, and uh, and my wife's sort of involved at a very base level at the moment. But um, you know, she's the brains of the family, so I need her on board to make sure that you know, as you know, if we do end up with a second site or you know, um, just things change then you know she's uh she's the number one partner to have that to to assist with that
0: Yeah, oh it's perfect what a cute story i love hearing cute stories of like first meetings or how people got together or Oh, very, very cute. Oh, thank
1: you.
0: Um, sorry, if we – and thank you for sharing about your family.
1: Okay.
0: Um, so if we have a think about um, like daily rituals or something you – it mightn't be daily, it might be weekly or something you do to ensure things run smoothly, do you have anything like that? Like some people um, wake up and they give themselves five minutes without technology, just sit down, mm. write all their to-dos down and then start their day and they know they've got all of those out of their head.
1: Yeah, look, I probably don't have one thing that I identify with. I think um, for me in the morning, uh, what I do tend to do, and it's something that's probably a little more recent than when I first started, and that is I do wake up and and I'm a bit of a slow sort of starter in the morning. So I'll get myself ready and I'll just go downstairs and I'll just sit on the chair downstairs and I'll just sort of, have a little bit of, you know, thinking time. And it's sort of a thing about, you know, the sort of the weather. i like mm-hmm. to think, what's the weather like today? And I've, I've, you know, I don't go poking around outside yet. I'm sort of just, you know, oh, it's, it sounds like it's raining, things like that. Just get myself prepared. Because we are so exposed, weather plays a big part. Mm-hmm. And then um, often I'll start to recall some conversations with people from the day before because that's such a big part of the day is the conversations with you know with customers who are now basically call them friends because you know I see them every day and have a chat with them and I you know I hear about their wives and their dogs and their children and their jobs and what's going on so you know, things that you know you would normally engage and talk mm. about with friends so. Yeah, I have that little bit of moment before I, I uh, you know, sort of go, okay, I'm awake now and jump in the car and, and head off to the van. Um, part Some of that I think's come about because in the past I would be uh, you know, opening the van myself, so I would be there. Now I have, you know, some staff and guys that, you know, take some of those shifts and do some of that work, so, you know, the morning isn't sort of all about you know going so you know, alarm at you know mm. at 4 four thirty you know get up and then you know try and make myself look as presentable as possible <laughs> rush out the door hoping that i've got everything i need because once i'm there and business you know once we open up you know 5am then we start to you know Things just kick off, and mm. you, know, you don't have time to scratch yourself. So yeah, yeah and something. in our
0: in the tiny house podcast that we did, you were mentioning how um, your, even your customers are—they're building a little community as you as the um, center point. Absolutely. So they yeah. they come and they will start little conversations or overhear conversations, and then it's a little community being built there, which is so great. Absolutely, yeah. and that
1: was, and it's something we've started observing. You know, like. That these people that do have travel patterns and things like that, where you know the windows are obviously you know just a couple of minutes either side, and and people come through religiously, you know, um, you know at these times, and Ooh. so they're often meeting up with other people that they see if they're you know that their routine is to drop in in the morning, so you know, Darren and and Tony are there at the same time and they always see each other and then all of a sudden something sparks a little conversation and next thing you know they're standing there you know having a conversation having a coffee and then oh i'll see you tomorrow okay see you mate Mm -hmm. and they're off and so there is a little a little network and a little family is uh started expanding you know with um with you know these relationships that have been created
0: that's great. And would you say um, you get mostly foot traffic or people stopping in their cars?
1: Look, I would say it's, it's, it's cars the majority because um, we are on that, that mm. Musgrave Road. So the commute coming in mm. um, is where we, we get uh, yeah, the majority. And saying that, it's not way out of balance. You know, we do get quite a few walkers that stop in. Um, there's a small amount of business and uh, some wonderful uh, teachers, uh, you know, phys ed teachers from uh, the grammar boys grammar school down the road, who love to come up and uh, <laughs> keep us entertained. So we do get a few that, that of those small businesses and, and schools that um, you know we have people drop in. But yeah, that commute in the morning, um, you know, people can text ahead and they'll uh, you know they'll know that they can pull in, you know. Barely have to turn their car off, grab a coffee, and then they're off oh, again. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. Oh, that's, that's great. When you sort of um, think back on your life before coffee or your life now, what's something you're really proud of yourself for? A, a trait or a, an event or a, a leap you took, yeah. which could be the business. Yeah. Um, but so you go, I'm really proud of myself probably,
1: for that. Probably the one thing is that uh and you know as a as a sport this is um and it was as a sport that uh both my father and I a passion we shared for sailing okay. so that was that was something that uh you know has always been with me um I've, I haven't done as much lately but um in my younger years I you know did quite a bit of blue water sailing as well um no Sydney to Hobarts, but plenty of Brisbane to Glastons and quite a few other offshore races. And I think one thing that I find a trait in myself and I don't know, sometimes I can, I can see it as a negative and that is that I always love to be part of a team and always believe that the person, you know, has, everyone's got a, uh, a positive, great side to them. It's how you can uncover that. So whether that's a bit of naivety in myself, you know, that you know, not everyone's a great person, but having, you know, been in situations with sailing where middle of the night, pretty horrible conditions and, and relying on people that sometimes are like strangers. Like not every boat I've been on has been people that are, um, you know, that are uh, mates and that I've known for a long time. There's, there can often be people on there that I've known, you know, for hours, you mm-hmm. know, maybe you even know, a day, and you're relying on them to, you know, for your life, and they're relying on you for their life if things get really bad. So, mm-hmm. you know, in those situations, I go, well, you know, I think most people, if not all people, so it's that's probably. You know, looking at the good that I think everyone has in them.
0: Yeah, I think that's definitely true. It's like you've got a little skill of uncovering people's strengths, and even if they can't see it, you can see it. And
1: yeah, yeah. Well, my wife says I'm a pretty good judge of character. She goes, "I'm," you know, she she sort of says, "If Pete doesn't think that he's a good bloke or she's a good person, know then she sort of thinks no, he's, he's pretty good normally. And like I said, I, I, what I think about someone is that, you know, at that time they might not be great. But again, like I said, I think everyone has the potential to be, you know, good people. Mm. It's just whether they choose at that time to mm. be. But, yeah. Oh, no, I, you
0: know. I think that's a really great trait. And how you were saying um, with you being a boss, you can sometimes be the mate, but I think that's the seeing in your staff strengths that they mightn't have or encouraging the strengths that they mightn't see as strengths. I think that's fantastic yeah. and makes a great boss.
1: Oh, thank makes you. Makes
0: staff wanting to do a great job for you. And
1: I think so, yeah. yeah. We, we do have a wonderful relationship like that. I mean, you know, it comes with its ups and downs and, um, you know, uh, it's, it's sometimes there's a bit of grey area. It's hard to sort of, you know, find that line. But, yeah, it is, uh, it's the way I really, it's the way that I operate. It's based on, you know, on my personality and who I am. And, you know, I, I've often thought, oh, maybe I should be that, you know, that strict, you know, boss and, and, and just be, you know, uh, purely an authoritarian, you know, and just say this is the way that it needs to be done. This is my way and, mm. or the highway sort of thing. But I think I've learned a lot from these guys, Mm. as well
0: yeah and that doesn't sound like it would match up with your values at all so no don't start doing that don't start doing that if we talk about hobbies you've mentioned sailing Yeah. what sort of hobbies are you interested in at the moment
1: oh look i think uh sailing's actually come back on the cards now the kids are a little older and it's something that you know uh i'd like to introduce them back to to see if um they're you know if they're up for that um So that's definitely um, things, I suppose, for me uh, on, you know, again, back to, you know, manual arts and doing things with hands. I like building stuff, you know, so I've accumulated a lot of tools and, Mm -hmm. you know, I do like to spend time, you know, looking at something and going, how can I, you know, build that or or change that? Um, So, yeah, that's my hobbies are probably... um, between that that little bit of sports with the sailing and and the other one is yeah just tinkering around and and, and building stuff wood you know in particular i like to work with so that's Aww, uh built you... some nice boxes that are obviously to go into the van yes so it was like well i can't find them or I, I found some that was similar and they were like it's really expensive and i was like well it's just essentially they're plywood and they're just Fixed together I just you know and I know how to do all that so yeah oh so, perfect
0: and it's a personal touch
1: absolutely yeah. and it, yeah. oh,
0: so that's
1: great. that's probably where yeah that that's uh my hobbies of you know, is doing little things for the van as well yeah because I know that you know I can do it you know, it's uh you know.
0: yeah oh that's awesome so the last question I like to ask everybody is for someone out there listening who's on the fence, they've got a business idea or they're in a career that they're not happy with. They want something, something different. What advice would you give to them?
1: Okay, I think, I think I touched on before. You, you've got to be invested in in your idea, and your dream, and what, what you want. You know, um, so you got to be prepared that that's that you know that you, you've got. Uh, that fortitude to to move forward um have make sure you've got people around you that are you know going to be very supportive and and ideally if you've got people that or someone you can reach out to that's already got um you know either uh, been in that business or has sort of business acumen that you think will you know that you don't have that can help support um everyone just says oh you know You've got to chase your dream at all costs. Well, you can't. It's not always going to be at all costs, you know. But you know, make sure that yeah, it's it's a sound idea. You know, do that bit of homework and just go. Okay, I do understand the industry that I'm getting into. I'm not being naive and just chasing a cloud. And then get that support that you need from those. You know, for all that information that. How to set up a business, how to structure it, you know, how to you know make sure that you understand your profit and losses of your business, and so you know your accountant friend will be able to sit down with you and explain very simply, you know, this is costing you money here, and this is where you where you're losing money here. So just get to get that sort of you know that, that sound sort of advice from from, uh, from those people there to, to get you. Um, you know, moving, moving
0: on, on with it. Yeah. 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 Oh, great advice! Great advice. Well, Peter, thank you so much again for spending this time with me to do both podcasts tonight. It's been, it's okay. it has been a really lovely night here, hasn't it? it? Has. The temperature's
1: has. fantastic. Yes,
0: yes. And we've got, there's um, a teacup display from one of the, um, I think they said St Hilda's School. I'm not sure. But yeah. yeah, so we've had nice little surroundings here at the, at the State sure. Library. Yeah. So thank you so much again, Peter, and I wish you all the best with everything. And we'd love to stay up to date with anything that's happening um, with yourself or the business that you'd like to let us know. And um, I'll update the listeners or, or we'll do another podcast, whatever no, you'd like to them. do. No, thank you. Yes. Yeah.
1: Thanks for inviting me on, Christine. Oh, you uh, Yeah. Like I said, I was a bit nervous, but <laughs> it's been wonderful and, um, Oh uh, yeah, anything that changes. I think you know, I'll let you know and see if uh, your listeners might be interested. Yeah. Oh,
0: in thanks, Peter. All right, well, have a good night. I will. <laughs> Thank you for listening, and I hope you really enjoyed this week's tale. Let me now invite you to pop over to our Facebook group called Pink Sheep Tales Podcast and there you can stay up to date with all the exciting news from our pink sheep. You can also find myself at OCD Organizing Cleaning and Decluttering Specialists on Facebook or on my website ocdpro.com.au. Well, I'll catch you back here next week. Until then, enjoy yourself.